and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and yeah, it's time for episode number 45 of the Politics Unbox podcast series 2020 vision. And let's have a look at what was meant to be the third, but turned out to be the second, but nonetheless final presidential debate. <laughs> Yes, welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. Um, it's time to have a look at the second presidential debate. Um, who knew that all the first debate needed to make it slightly more reasonable, in fact much more reasonable, was a mute button? Turns out that is what Chris Wallace would have dreamt of in that first presidential debate, the shouting match, the slanging match that went on Um Weeks ago now. Well, there was one in this presidential debate. And as Donald Trump and his challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden, were clashing, it was notably um, calmer. I mean, the facial expressions would have belied that fact. And what is at stake would belie that fact. But it was definitely calmer than previous debates, and certainly the first debate. Um, So let's have a look and see what actually happened in this presidential debate, because they were um, talking about the pandemic, obviously, um, and a number of other subjects picked by uh, the moderator, Kristen Welker of NBC, who did a brilliant brilliant job of, of keeping the keeping the candidates on track, despite their mutual dislike, uh, which you could really, really feel, Um, even though they weren't, um, yeah, even even though they weren't uh, shouting at each other anymore, there was no way you could um, think these two were on good terms at all, and it has been a vitriolic campaign, and we expected nothing less from the debates. So, what actually happened in the debates? Well, it was a 90-minute segment with no ads, um, with 15 minutes per uh, segment, where there were six segments. And, of course, they started on the coronavirus. Um, who who wouldn't at this point? Um There was a two-minute statement from each candidate at the start of every segment, which was going to be uninterrupted from um, the other candidate, and that's where the mute buttons came in. Very handy they were, too. Um, Donald Trump appeared to say that the coronavirus pandemic is turning the corner in the United States, saying it's going away. Um, Joe Biden, I think, had quite a good attack line ready for for this. He said, um, don't forget, this is the guy who said... It was going away in April. This is the guy who said it would go away in the summer. Um, Why listen to him now, it was saying. And I think Americans will find that hard to deny. They might disagree with some more of Joe Biden's points, but they can't deny the president did say they think it'll go away in April. They think it'll go away when it gets hotter in the summer. Um, This this cleavage between the two candidates is very stark on the pandemic. Joe Biden... um, mocked in the week for saying he'd listen to the scientists, uh, something he doesn't shy away from. Um, 
does not rule out uh, support for more lockdowns if scientists recommend it. But Donald Trump said it was wrong to inflict any further damage on an economy because of an infection from which most people can recover. And he cited his own personal experience there. Uh, He said, this is a a massive country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs, they're committing suicide, there's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level nobody's ever seen before. Uh, Before declaring that virus is going away. Um, He then said that a possible vaccine would be ready by the end of the year, indeed in the next few weeks. And it is interesting to see um, the Republican president. Um, Republicans not always known for their liking of, of vaccines, um, but a Republican president pinning a lot of his hopes on the management of this pandemic on a vaccine. Um, now, Joe Biden doesn't think that vaccine will be ready uh, in time, Um He's warned that the nation is heading towards a dark winter. While the president doesn't think there is going to be a dark winter, he says, we are learning to live with it. Um, Another rebuttal line from Joe Biden, we're learning to die with it. And for the 220,000 plus Americans um, who have died and have left behind grieving family members, I think that's another line they're short, they're punchy, they might not be the most substantive issues, but they resonate. This is why Joe Biden took time off the campaign to prepare for this debate. He had these punchy lines ready. He wasn't allowing Trump to get under his skin in the way he did in the first debate. We all remember the shut up man um, from the 29th of September debate. None of that. Biden remained calmer. There was a lot of eye rolling, there was a lot of facial expressions, very much in the style of Kamala Harris um, when Mike Pence was talking in the vice presidential debate. Um, but no shouting, no screaming, no name calling, none of that stuff. Um, now, they went on to race relations. Um, race relations, well, again, no consensus on that. Um, Joe Biden called Donald Trump literally a walking dog whistle. Um, however, during a back and forth on that race relations issue, Donald Trump said he's the least racist person in the room. Um, now, uh, Donald Trump also brought up a particular crime bill, a 1994 crime bill Joe Biden helped draft, which the BLM, or Black Lives Matter group, blame for mass incarceration of African Americans to try and, um, well, discredit, I guess, the the, the pleas of Joe Biden that he is um, less racist than Donald Trump. Joe Biden was, was back, however, with more punchy lines saying Donald Trump was one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. Very important to add the word modern uh, there. So he pours fuel on every single racist fire. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. Wow. Um, now, Donald Trump managed to bring up Abraham Lincoln in the, the topics on um, race relations, because of course Abraham Lincoln manages to get himself into every presidential debate, literally every single presidential debate series since I would guess Abraham Lincoln 
Um, there has been some mention of Abraham Lincoln. Um, and he got it in there. He said uh, he's been the best president for African Americans since and perhaps including Abraham Lincoln. Um, now, Joe Biden, again, another attack line. He, um, he said, I, I don't remember Abraham Lincoln doing things like this. Um, Abraham Lincoln didn't get himself impeached and things along those lines. He went off into a, a bit of an attack speech. Um, now, the next topics wasn't race relations. It wasn't the coronavirus. It was uh, a little bit of personal integrity. And here, Donald Trump was really twisting the knife about these new allegations around Hunter Biden and business dealings in China. Um, Joe Biden, however, has denied what he calls the president's unfounded insinuation uh, and what is being labelled by a large tranche of the media, these unfounded uh, allegations, that Biden somehow had a stake in these ventures. Um, Donald Trump said, I think you owe an explanation to the American people. But Joe Biden came back saying, I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever. Um, Joe Biden rigorously defending himself against these allegations. And it is important to note that aside from uh, a couple of these documents, there is very little other than circumstantial evidence tying Joe Biden or even actually Hunter Biden um, to any impropriety in terms of funds and um, sort of this paying for connections and paying for exposure um, argument that is being arisen. Now, to counter on the issue of integrity, of course, it was all about the taxes. Um, New York Times recently reported Donald Trump has um, paid $750 in US taxes from 2016 to 2017. Those are the first two years, well, the first start of his, his presidency. Um, however, New York Times also reported Donald Trump has a Chinese bank account. And from 2013 to 2015, he paid $188,561. So that's... Um, I don't have the, um, the, the maths on me, but that is a big, big disparity. When you think about $188,561, and he's paid $750... In, in US federal taxes, I think that's about 250 times more over that uh, period than he did in that period when he became president. It, it's a good attack line. And again, we've, we've seen a lot in the UK, the argument of us v them. A little bit harder for Joe Biden to make the us v them argument because he's been in Washington DC since the 70s. Um, but he can point to the president's tax returns because if one thing is certain... Um, in life, other than death, it is taxes. Um, now, something that does seem to be increasingly certain um, and increasingly imminent is the climate emergency or the issue of climate change. And we know where some of these um, candidates will be headed. Joe Biden has described climate change as an existential threat to humanity, attacking Donald Trump for cutting the um, regulations on polluters that were signed after the Paris Accords by the Biden, oh sorry, the Obama-Biden administration. He says, four more years of this man eliminating all the regulations that were put in by us to clean up the climate will put us in a position where we're going to be in real trouble. Now, 
Donald Trump, of course, defending his decision to pull out of the Paris Climate Accords. He said he would not sacrifice tens of millions of jobs, thousands and thousands of companies for the agreement. Um, Now, on energy policy, Donald Trump asked, um, would you, talking to Joe Biden there, shut down the oil industry? Big question. Lots of oil in America. Lots of oil-related jobs in America. Joe Biden said, I would transition from the oil industry, yes, because the oil industry pollutes significantly said that big oil had to be replaced by renewable energy over time, with the US moving towards net zero emissions. Um, Now, Donald Trump keen to latch onto this. This was probably, um, or possibly a blunder from Joe Biden, talking about cutting the oil industry. Now, he didn't say cutting, um, but he said transition from the oil industry, but Donald Trump latched onto it. Um, He said, will you remember that Texas? Will you remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma and Ohio saying Joe Biden was going to destroy the oil industry? Now, the Biden campaign did try and clarify afterwards, saying their candidate had been talking about the ending of oil subsidies. Who cares about clarifications after the debate's happened? If, If what's been said has been said, it's been heard already. Clarifications, not enough of a rollback. Now, immigration was also a big policy. Um... And Donald Trump was asked about his policy of separating children from undocumented immigrant adults at a southern US border. That's been a a source of major concern for human rights activists the world over. Um, doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. Um, we've seen children around the age of four, five being separated from their parents in these uh, ice cages. Uh, not made of ice, that's the... Uh, I think it's Immigration and Customs Enforcement officers. Um, Donald Trump, however, flipped it. Who built the cages, Joe? Those cages that we saw, those chain-link enclosures where those children were held. Um, He said the Obama-Biden administration started this. However, the former vice president said the Trump administration had gone even further by separating those families, calling the practice criminal. Now, are there any understand-out Moments that happen in the debate, well, of course, both candidates were slinging mud, accusing the other of unfulfilled promises whilst in office. Um, Joe Biden turned to Donald Trump and said, um, why haven't you come up with a health care plan to replace the Affordable Care Act? Because we know in 2016 Donald Trump ran on a repeal and replace Obamacare. Um, Joe Biden said he's never come up with a plan. However, one line that did stick in my head... um, the president talked about the former vice president's own activity whilst in office. He said, you keep talking about all the things you're going to do, but you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. He said, Joe, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. So this is the choice. It is the choice of four more years of Donald Trump or four years of Joe Biden, which will be a flip back towards those Obama-Biden policies. Um, This debate was far, far better. Um, Again, Kristen Kristen Welker of NBC did a fantastic job. Uh, I saw Chris Wallace, the moderator of the first debate, had tweeted um, jealous uh, in relation to how well that debate was dealt with and how it got handled due to that mute button potentially. But um, a very calm debate in comparison it didn't have 
much improvement to to make in order to make it a better debate. Um, it just had to be audible rather than shouting over each other. But it did that. There was far more talk of policy. There was far more actual detail. Um, it might have been the last chance for Trump to flip the race around in his favour. I don't think he's done it. The latest polling suggested that Joe Biden had won by about 52 to 41% with a couple of undecideds in there. We don't really know, um, and we won't really know how much of an effect this debate has on the presidential election um, until the the votes come in. But more than 47 million people have already voted, so maybe this, this debate didn't really mean that much at all. Anyway, it was more fun to watch than um, than the first one, I think. Much more actual policy discussion. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. So I want to thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope to see you all again soon for the next episode of the Politics Unbox podcast. But until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.